another nice thing. I'm going to say another nice thing about you. Oh, please do. Um, when the, the thing, signed in today. One of the things that that made me kind of um, you know sit up and think about uh, what I was doing there in, in university. Uh, you always used to say um, refer to us all as philosophers. Mm. And that mm. was like, oh, I suppose I am, aren't I? In a way, mm. and, and that, that mm. gives you that extra kind of uh, you know a little bit of um, push and confidence. Yes, yeah. we're in a special place, and mm. and we're, you know we are you know doing something that's you know that's worthwhile. That's what it felt like. Well, that was always the kind of raison d'etre for 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 the podcast as well, wasn't mm. it? It was mm. kind of uh, anybody who who wants to engage in the questions can refer to themselves as a philosopher. They're just the lovers of knowledge, mm. lovers mm. of understanding. Mm. It doesn't it, it not that doesn't necessarily mean mm. that you are formally educated. Um, so you can, you know, necessarily use the rhetoric and, and, and have access to a lot of the background, mm. um, but it doesn't mean to say you're not philosophically engaged. Mm. Um, so yeah, absolutely, cool one. Actually, it's a good um, little segue into uh, Wittgenstein. Of course. Yeah. Well, why? well, in this case, you, um, you did uh, kind of task me. Um, I asked you what you. Uh, what should we look at, and you, and you mentioned Wittgenstein. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> so I was, like, I was scratching my head a bit about this because mm. so is that like Wittgenstein and theatre? Hmm. hmm. Okay. Um, there isn't any like direct that I could find like um, link between theatre, but there is a really interesting link with Wittgenstein and um, kind of pop culture. Hmm. Um, so one of the one of the things that's uh, very special. Uh, about Wittgenstein um, compared to other philosophers is that he claimed to never read any philosophy, <laughs> and yeah. um, and a lot of his um, students would attest to the fact that he didn't have any philosophy, um, philosophy books in mm. his rooms. It was, it was just really bare, um, you know. And apart from like a Dexter or whatever, and a pile of detective magazines. Excellent. He was a, a massive lover of detective magazines. And um, also, um, he would like to go to the th- uh, cinema a lot, and he'd sit right at the front of the cinema after like a, a day of lecturing. He'd sit right in the front of the cinema, and um, he said it was like having a, a wash, like having a bath after, you know. <laughs> and um, so, but it, the kind of link to ideas is that um, he was always uh, for him was really really important is approaching. Um, ideas from as many different angles as possible. Um, he right. called uh, like perspicuity. So and he called himself also a truth seeker. And uh, kind of obviously as early kind of um, postmodern ideas. Um, let's let's approach this from different angles. So I think um, that he really loved um, detective magazines and he loved the kind of gumshoe detectives. And that is in distinction to something like Sherlock Holmes. Mm. Um, mm. So it's, you know, it's like the, the detectives always use their wits. Um, yes. Yeah, the, um, the gumshoe detectives always use their wits and had a hunch about something. Yes. And that fascinated yeah. Wittgenstein. He loved that oh, idea, right. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So there you go. That, that's, I yeah. did my homework. Yeah, no, well done. And I would have, <laughs> I would have marked you highly on that. <laughs> I would, I would definitely want. Yes, I mean, is it that is that's that is quite interesting because I mean, you've got with the kind of Sherlock Holmes style detective, and I know mm. all all like about Holmes. Mm. Um, it is, it is. I mean, I know he did, you know, he did go out on the streets and so on, he did disguise and so on, and so on. But it was a very rational process for him. You know, he would gather the data, mm. 
and, or have the data brought to him. You know, he'd send off the Baker Street Irregulars or, you know, whatever. Mm. Uh, and then and then it all went on in his head until he, and then he cracked it, you know, by playing the violin and, and, and taking cocaine. Um, <laughs> whereas the kind of, you know, the, the kind of Philip Marlowe style sort of gumshoe detective, the kind of film artist, they just plodded the streets mm. um, uh, and they, you know, they, they, you know, they kicked down doors and they took names, and and it was all that kind of, it was all that kind of lived experience that they mm-hmm. were sort of, you know, well, I'll, I'll talk to this person, and this person will lead me to this person, and then that will lead me to this club, and then maybe that will kind of lead me to the some some, you know, there's always some woman in a chorus line who will mm-hmm. then kind of lead me to her boyfriend, who's, uh, and you've got all that kind of, but it was on the streets, mm-hmm. and you were, it was like a, a, a it was a, an actual real world inve- uh, exploration. Yeah. Uh, whereas for for Holmes, it was it, it was almost more platonic. It was more kind of a, a rational sort of you know movement towards the ideal answer, mm. and you could do that almost without hitting the streets. Yeah. So I could see how I could see how Wittgenstein would would favour. Yeah. So it's like um that. you know um people always um kind of blame Wittgenstein for um you know the Vienna Circle and uh, logical <laughs> and and and, yeah. and and in a in a in a big in in a you know. A, fantastically uh, amazing way they mm. kind of missed the point mm. yeah. um, and um, he is like obviously searching for something else that was there there's not this one particular meaning of, of, of a word it's not this mm. a- atomistic meaning it's how we got to that meaning you know it's how yeah, yeah and that's the that's the mm. you know the um, Philip Marlowe the hunch Yes. What is this hunch yeah. then? Let's let's explore yeah. this more. This is interesting. How do you? you know, why not? Why didn't you use logic to get to that? You know, that, yeah. that's great. I think. Yes. Yeah. That is. I mean, again, don't get me get me wrong. You know, logic is a wonderful thing. Mm. Uh, uh, and um, but sometimes, sometimes not. Sometimes going off the beaten track. Mm. I mean, I remember. I mean, famously, um, Einstein talked about kind of intuition. Yeah, and said that um, that despite how you know how the scientific textbooks are written, um, his particular theories of relativity did not build logically on previous experimentation done by other people, as was assumed. Mm. So it was assumed that he had read some work um, on on calculations about the speed of light, and then kind of you know extrapolated from that. Um, uh, and that's how the textbooks are written. But I don't know whether it was him personally or whether it was his wife. Um, uh, what was in his memoirs, but you know, um, Michael Polanyi, the the, the post critical philosopher, was mm. saying, you know, um, it was made perfectly clear by Einstein that it was a leap, it was like a, almost like an existential leap of faith. He kind of had this kind of intuition, something kind of a gut reaction. What if we try this? Yeah. What if we do this? Maybe this might be the missing, the missing link here between this and that. And that's what generated the theory, rather than okay, the last people who did the exploration got to this point. So the next logical point is this. He jumped three or four points, mm-hmm. um, uh, and the capacity <clears throat> to do that, I think, is a wonderful thing. Uh, and sometimes, may, and maybe that is, maybe that's something that that that, uh, that theatre and drama helps us mm. helps us to do. It helps us to say, well, okay, you know, if I was doing this myself, I, you know, I'm, I'm too invested in my own life mm. um, to to make too big a leap. Um, but it would be very interesting to see what would happen three or four leaps down the line, and maybe, you know, watching something, even reading some poetry, perhaps, you know, watching a, a play or a film, maybe that helps us um, make you know, conduct those thought experiments. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I was. I was, yeah, I was thinking about this 
throughout the week when we decided this is what we wanted to touch on. Um, and at one point, I, 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 got my, I got myself into a bit of a, a, bit of a knot. Um, I don't know what you think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, about trying to distinguish um, theatre mm-hmm. and performance, if you like, mm-hmm. from um, ordinary lived experience. Because in a way, everything we do is, and a number of philosophers made this point, I mean, Ponty makes this point, in a sense, everything we do is performance. We're always performing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are always, you know, we are always kind of centre stage of our own, you know, it's, 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 it's Macbeth, you know, life is but a, um, a poor player who struts and frets his hour upon the stage and is no more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we are on a, on a stage of, of, of our own lives. Mm-hmm. We are at the centre of our own, our, our own production. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we adopt roles depending on who it is we're talking to. We are not the same person yeah. to everybody we encounter. Well, mm. I don't think we are. Mm. That would be my, my gut reaction is we are not the same person. Um, we are variants mm. taking on a, a persona, you know, and persona just means putting on a mask. So you put on a mask for professionalism, you put mm. on a mask for, you know, when you're working with your family. I, I don't mean this in a kind of duplicitous way. You're not hiding anything. The masks are who you are. Yeah. It's kind of, if you take the mask off, there's nothing there. You know, without yeah, the, yeah. without the mask, so we we you know we put on these various masks, which are made up of aspects of who and what we are, yeah. uh, and and how we want to respond to aspects of our work. And it's kind of like I mean, um, the, there was a there's a guy kind of um, um, late nineteenth century, early uh, well main, mainly late nineteenth century, died in, in in the early twentieth century. Uh, Ferdinand de Sousa, mm-hmm. um, and he was one of the fir- he was one of the early. Um, thinkers who who considered kind of semiotics, mm. particularly the ideas of kind of signs and symbols, how to sign and symbol work, uh, uh, and he, you know, famously came up with the distinction between the sign and the signifier, mm-hmm. and he said, well, oh, no, well, a sign is is brought, sorry is cut up into the signifier and the signified. Mm-hmm. So there is something that is 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 the signifier. It's the it's it's the, the 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 arrow pointing in a direction. It's the finger pointing in a particular direction. It's the signpost, or whatever. And then it's the thing that's being signified. Yeah. Um, and that I mean, De Sales's work is in, uh, and 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 the development of that subsequently has kind of fed in a lot into kind of uh, into performance theory and into kind of theatre and drama theory because it's kind of what are we, if the performance is the signifier. Mm-hmm. What is it signifying? You know, if you, as an actor, mm-hmm. are a signifier, if a play is a signifier, if a, if, a, if a film is a signifier, what is it pointing to? Is it pointing to potential realities in the world? Is it pointing to possibilities in the world? Mm-hmm. Is it pointing to particular kinds of characters and situations that we might fight in the world? You know, what, mm-hmm. what's that? And I think that's. But once you start thinking that, then you start thinking, well, everything is a signifier. Everything I do in a way, is pointing to something else. Mm. It's either pointing to um, an aspect of myself that perhaps is impossible to see. Because, mm. you know, our, our, our consciousness, our identity, is in, in, in a Cartesian sense, in a Descartes sort of sense, is trapped in our heads. Mm. So, you know, nobody gets in there. So everything I do is a signifier pointing to the signified, is signifying what's going on in my in my psyche. Yeah. Uh, so the things I say, the way I look, the way I dress, the way I stand, my attitudes, all of those things are big arrows saying this way to the real Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> uh, but then, but then, and I often say this to students, but you know, you can't get too hung up on the signifier because if you know, you could see a signpost saying this way to Edinburgh. 
And if you just cling on to the signpost saying this way to Edinburgh, that doesn't actually mean you're in Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. uh, and nor does it get you to Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. It kind of points you in the direction of Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. But then the question then is what kind of what's the journey that it's encouraging you to take? Yeah. So maybe maybe theatre is to do you know with you know it, it's a signifier pointing to a signified and it's actually it's actually challenging you to take a journey and then you have to decide how you're going to do that maybe i don't know i'm 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 spitballing no it's no it's just really good and the only so the only thing i can come you know to talk to say about that is that perhaps that um an actor then is more authentic than than someone who's not acting hmm. because they at least they know they are acting yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, <laughs> do you remember? Um, oh, there's a great. Uh, you, you probably know what I'm talking about. There's a great um, interview with uh, with um, oh, Ian McKellen, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, somebody's talking to him, and he's just saying, you know, oh, you know, I saw you, uh, saw you in, in in Lord of the Rings, uh, and you know, it was really, really great performance. But you know, how, how how did you how did you do that? You know, how did you be, you know you you, you, were the, you know you were the wizard Gandalf? He said, well, you know. The secret is this: um, I'm not really a wizard. Um, what I do as an actor is I pretend to be a wizard, yeah. and then you know people watch me, uh, and then when I'm finished doing that, I'm Ian McKellen again. <laughs> you know, so you know, here's Ian McKellen, and oh, you shall you shall not pass. And here's me pretending to be a wizard. If you, it's on YouTube, it's, I think um, it's Ian it's, McKellen um, giving an acting lesson. It's um, it's extras. It's it's a real, it's a, yeah. It's, it's a build it up is, to a it? gag though as well, because because it, it's it's it, when you're watching it, you think this is really strange. Um, <laughs> but what he's doing is um, he's actually uh, asking the Ricky Gervais character. He's going to play someone who's gay. Oh, I see. Not I, I'd forgotten that. I'd forgotten that. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, it's like you building pretend, up. To, yeah. I know. It's, what he's really saying is, I know you're not gay. because yes. I'm not a wizard. That's right. <laughs> you know. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's it. And maybe there's. And maybe we just spend. And you know, pretense and mar. I mean, everything. It, I know this. These get. And maybe this is this is this is overspill. This is toxic overspill from the bad from the bad press that theatre and drama and mm. performance have had over the years for some of the reasons we've alluded to. Um, but we don't trust pretense we mm. don't trust play acting we don't trust masks and they've always got a bad they, they've got a bad vibe because somehow you feel that you know if somebody is putting a mask on mm. or pretending to be something you're lying um, then, then you're lying mm. but in a way maybe everything we do is at one level a pretense because it's never the real you it's never plato's ideal danny that we engage with i don't you know even plato would say you know it's almost impossible you know it's something we aspire to to get to the idea of it um mm. so everything is is an approximation too mm. is a signifier pointing to something which is further perhaps you know perhaps unobtainable mm. um but it's still kind of part of that journey so perhaps you know we maybe we need to you know embrace the masks mm. uh, embrace embrace the play acting and say you know i you know i am performing um, that's not that's not disingenuous. It's not a lie. It's not me being duplicitous. I mean, you know, some people create a very false image of themselves mm. for duplicitous reasons. So that's 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 a thing. Um, but sometimes it's just kind of I want this person to be able to understand who I am in this context. So I need to kind of you know speak in this way, use these kind of words, mm. these kinds of examples, this kind of body language, and I will craft that. 
and that's you know just being socially capable isn't it you know that i can do that so people will start to trust me you know if i'm in a classroom i can go in you know with a like a swagger stick under my arm and start shouting and screaming at the students and telling them to sit up and fly right and behave yourself and put that away and so Mm. in that kind of very victorian way and that creates an image Mm. of you know uh, um but then equally i can go in kind of you know being all chill and taking a nip out of a hip flask and you know i don't know um sparking up some ganja i don't spark up <laughs> class. Um, and doing all that kind of stuff and it creates another that depends what you what it is you want to achieve isn't it it depends mm. kind of what journey you want people to come along uh to, to to embark on with you maybe 